From Real Ghost Stories Online.com, this is Real Ghost Stories Online, the podcast. It's group therapy for the paranormally affected. Our phone number is 855-853-4802, 855-853-4802. You call it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and share your real ghost story with us, and it magically appears on this program shortly thereafter. That's just how it works. I don't know how it happens, but it does. Uh, or you can uh, write into us as well on our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Uh, of course, you can uh, comment on the forum section. And we also ask that you please subscribe to the show if you're a new listener and have not subscribed yet. What are you waiting for? You press the subscribe button on iTunes. If that's where you listen to us on Stitcher, YouTube, uh, TuneIn Radio, whatever it may be. Then you don't miss any episodes. They come right to you as we get them completed. So uh, please uh, do that if you've not done so already. Our EPPs are enjoying a bonus episode of the show every single week. We're sending that out to them over the weekend every week. And uh, it's filled with calls, stories, all the same stuff you hear here. You you hear here, but it's just a little extra for you. Uh, And it's a thank you for helping support the show. If you want to become an EPP and get that bonus episode, just go to our website, click Become an EPP. It's a $5 per month donation, or you can do 10 or you can do 15 It's completely up to you. Um, whatever you think it's worth, and you get that bonus episode and other bonus materials that we'll be putting out for you uh, outside of the free show uh, all throughout the year. So thank you in advance if you've already done that, uh, and if you're planning on doing it, can't wait to have you as an EPP. On today's episode, lots of follow-up and uh, all sorts of, of good stuff, including... A new version of the Ouija board that's out there. Actually, not so new. It actually, I believe, came out in the 1800s. But it's a different version of it I've never seen. Okay. So we'll talk about that here uh, in just a few minutes at Real Ghost Stories Online. We uh, got a, uh, a new fun Ouija Awareness Month uh, graphic that was made for us today, by the way, from Ruben. And uh, I posted that uh, up on Facebook. It says, don't invite in what you can't fight. Be aware. Ouija aware. And it's, uh, he took a, essentially he's a graphic artist, and he took a Ouija board and uh, made it look like a, a body was coming up through a molten Ouija board. It's and really cool. It's cool, yeah. I like it. So I put it up on Facebook. Thank you, Ruben, for uh, being so passionate about the show and taking some time to uh, to play with graphics. We love that. So uh, that was that was fun. For Ouija Awareness Month, which is, of course, just next month. Yes. We'll uh, make sure you talk to your kids and uh, your, your ruler if you do that. So. <laughs> And we totally made that up, the yeah. whole Ouija awareness thing. It doesn't exist. No, but I think it's On our stick. show it does. Yeah. It's Ouija awareness one. Oh, anywho. Uh, here's an interesting one. So I found this completely hilarious. It says, uh, a heaven board. And this is what I was just kind of talking about earlier. It's essentially a Ouija board. So it's only to contact good spirits, right? And uh, there's actually a website you can buy this on. It's uh, from the Victorian Trading Company. It said, Calling Heaven. And it's a Ouija board. It's a, it's a flat out, it's a Ouija board. Uh, with Except there's a heart on it. It says, Calling Heaven instead of Ouija. Um, that, yeah. that is just as dumb <laughs> as changing the cover on your iPhone and thinking it's going to call only good people now. <laughs> I don't think people have that intent. I think they think it's going to do that. When they get the Ouija, no. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think that could be uh, very uh, confusing to some. Yeah, <laughs> calling heaven. Uh, anything else interesting? Other? Uh, oh, you can buy uh, porcelain squirrels that hold nuts on this website as well, <laughs> and uh, cookies. It looks like it's. It looks like an interesting site for if you're into Victorian stuff to get your uh, 
you know, holiday decor and whatnot. And there's the uh, Calling Heaven Ouija board. That's pretty special. Beautiful. An Oregon woman thought she uh, was a zombie. You want to hear what she did? What? According to this article at uh, guff.com, uh, a woman in Oregon was recently arrested after she broke into another woman's home, physically assaulted the resident, and bit her face. Her motive? She claimed she was playing the zombie game. Yes, my friends, people aren't just losing their minds or also trying to take a bite out of yours for fun's sake. According to the Associated Press, uh, let's go to the AP article on this because, uh, okay. Here's the AP story. Authorities in Oregon say a woman had been arrested after breaking into a woman's home. Okay, playing the zombie game. Uh, Coors County Sheriff uh, uh, Sergeant Pat Downing says Jessica Roca broke into a home in Coastal City Lakeside early Monday. She said she was drunk and likely high. Uh, Downing says there is no definite explanation for the zombie experience. He says Roca has a property with a sticker that referenced a video game focusing on zombies. Deputies also speculate she may have been influenced by a scarecrow contest in the area. What is that? I don't know. I'm thinking it's a scarecrow contest. Just, you know, hey, who has the best scarecrow? I don't know that that would influence someone to bite someone's face. I don't see the link there. Next year, they're like, oh, we can't do the scarecrow contest. Why? Somebody thought they were a zombie. They bit someone's face off right down there. See? Uh, her house is there. Uh, she's held in $77,500 bail and faces arraignment Monday and multiple charges, including assault. There's no immediate record uh, on if she has a lawyer or not. Wow. Of all the things to be charged with. Playing the zombie game. I was thinking the story was going to go into bath salts. Yeah. But uh, apparently just drunk and high can do that for you as well. I don't think I've ever seen anybody drunk and high thinking they were zombies. Uh-uh. It depends on what they're seen high on. thinking other things, but not that they were zombies. That's severe munchies. I suppose if you're watching enough Walking Dead, anything is possible. Ugh. So you're watching Trailer Park Boys and you got drunk and high at the same time. Would you think you were one of them? I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, 855-853-4802 is the phone number to call in with your real ghost stories. Let's go to one of those calls. Hi, Tony. Hi, Linda. This is Susie, and I'm calling from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I plan to call and tell you a couple stories of my own, but I had to pause the show that I'm listening to. Right now, it's the haunting's gone wrong, I think, because you just played a a call by a man who was playing a joke on some friends or some girls that came to visit him in the area where he says he lives where there's Native American spirits haunting. And you know, he says he played a joke and they videotaped it and in the video he sees a spirit walking by and looking in the window while his friend is, you know, closing the door with the fishing wire. And he said that he believes that while playing a prank, they might have been messing with something they don't understand, or maybe they invited it to make an appearance by playing the prank. Now, I suppose I could see that the spirits felt they were being mocked, or maybe, you know, they like a good prank and were interested in seeing how it was going. After all, these are kid spirits, right? But it got me to thinking, and it slightly connects to a story of my own as well, which also made me think just how much of our talking about ghosts or trying to make EVPs or, you know, even praying out loud or talking to the departed when we think we're alone and we're trying to speak to their spirits like prayers. 
how much of that is dangerous? How much of that might potentially be inviting any negative entity that might be floating around to make itself known? What can a ghostly prank or just talking to your dead loved ones while you're alone at night or making EVPs in your house and just asking randomly, like, is anybody there? Or similar to playing a Ouija board, they say you're never supposed to ask if you play with them at all. I think that's dangerous. I wouldn't do it. Never ask for just anybody to step up, even though you can't really ask for a specific person because spirits will lie. But anyway, just how much of that is dangerous? Is playing a ghostly prank really messing with spirits or inviting them in? Just some food for thought. Now I'm going to hang up, wish y'all a great night, and go back to listening to the podcast. You guys are awesome. I'm really excited by how much the community has grown. I've never seen this happen around a podcast about ghost stories and the paranormal before. I'm really excited to hear from people like Joe and hearing updates on Richard and that people are pulling themselves together as a group to, you know, help each other, listen to each other, support each other. You're right. This is a very positive community based around a potentially negative subject. Please keep up the show, and I love the Ouija awareness talk y'all have with your daughter. You're right, that needs to be a t-shirt, or someone needs to get a group of friends together on YouTube and make a, you know, Ouija awareness commercial. Talk to your kids about Ouija before they talk to somebody else. And Tony, don't complain about not having hair. Bald is very sexy. Trust me, all my girlfriends and I agree, so... Bald, no problem. Don't worry about it. You guys have a blessed night, and I look forward to talking to you again. Bye. See, bald is beautiful. Bald is so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Um, that was interesting. Uh, that That is very interesting, and I... I I thought she was going to go down, like, are we conjuring anything up just by doing the show and talking about these things? Um, but she she talked about how, you know, that's interesting. Praying out loud. I think it, it I, here's my take on it. Okay. I think it depends where you're directing your prayer. Okay. And and what you're doing. I think if you're, if you're praying to your God, mm-hmm. um, that's like between you and your God. Right. Um, excuse me. I think if you're, I guess, openly out there trying to talk out loud to a deceased loved one, mm-hmm. I think that could open something up okay. that could be deceiving to you. Because, I, I mean, it really depends on your belief system, um, on, on if you believe that you can actually communicate back and forth to a dead loved one, or if you just have to wait till you're dead. And get there with them in like uh, most Christian beliefs. I got to take a drink of water here because my throat's getting sore. I'm a tune for everyone. A show. Tune, oh, yeah. Please. I'm going to get the 1940s. right on that one. <coughs> sure. Oh, come on. Everybody wants to hear. Da, me da, 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 ah. Nope. Don't think so. Well, you know, one of our our regular friends that's on the forum said something to the uh, effect of, well, if it works that way, then we're first in line or something because of yeah. how many stories we tell. Sure, sure. Um, I, I understand what she's saying about if you acknowledge, I guess, anything, is that inviting yeah. anything in? Sure. And let me finish my point quick, and then I want to address what you said, too. Sure. Because I, I want to go there on that one, too. Um, 
if uh, in a lot of like the Christian beliefs, the thought process is you can't talk to your dead loved one. Um, I mean, it's I guess it's one thing if they're haunting you and it's there, but it's it's another to be able to call upon them, if you will, that in in most cases is is not what the belief system is. And there's 52,000 versions of Christian belief. So one church is going to say it can, the other one isn't. But I think in a, a lot of them, that's not something that's thought of. So when you're praying to your God, it's it's back and forth to your God, not to Aunt Myrtle. Um, or we're trying to have a conversation there. Okay. Um, now, that's not to say that people don't do that or, or, or just, you know, for the peace of mind psychologically, you know, go to a gravesite and talk to your loved ones. I, you know, th- and I'm not saying that that's wrong or you shouldn't do that. I think that can be very therapeutic and, you know, you can get a lot out of that. Um, but I'm also saying that if she's going to say, you know, you're doing that, could something open itself up and show itself to you that's not your dead loved one that's going to screw with you? Yeah, I think that could probably happen, too. Okay. Does it happen frequently? I doubt it. Um, but could it be essentially a somewhat of a gateway for that to happen or a, a good place for it to occur? Probably. And see, what I'm afraid of is something masking itself as a, a that's dead, ex- yeah. dead that's, loved one. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. That you're, you're probably... Again, it depends on your belief system. Again, we're talking such a relative topic here. Sure. As our whole show is. <laughs> um, it really depends on your belief system. Um, and, and if you don't believe, you know, if, if you believe you can talk to your dead loved ones and you believe you're talking to your dead loved ones, if you believe you can't and you're just kind of doing it therapeutically and spiritually, um, but you know that you're really probably not speaking back and forth and suddenly an image of your dead loved one shows up, um, you know. I it probably depends really what goes on there if it does show up. Right. You know, if it's just a quick, here's an answer to a question, you know, I love you, goodbye. You got more time out here, see you later, and nothing else happens. Okay, maybe that was your dead loved one. I don't know. Um, but if something shows up suddenly, continues following you around, and you think it's your dead loved one, and suddenly it's not doing such nice things, it's probably not your dead loved one. Right, right. So... I don't know. That's my take on it. Okay. Um, or at least my explanation from what I know of the Christian background, because that's how I was brought up, and that's what I know. And I'm not professing it to be the right way, the wrong way. I'm just telling you my knowledge. Um, oh, you were saying about the show and what some other folks have said of just talking about stuff. My thought process is on if we're doing the show, are we conjuring anything up? Travel Channel would be a just horrific place of demonic activity if that were the case if that's how it works i think you know and so would all the other paranormal you know coast to coast am and anything else out there that deals on these topics well you and i would be dead meat we'd yeah i mean i think travel channel would be a constant you know in in embalmed in flames and so would history channel yeah you know from all of the topics that they cover and project out there i think just talking about the uh the matter doesn't do a whole lot to conjure it up if we were out there actively trying to conjure things up that's a whole different story right but we're really not doing that we're simply mediating topics and you know we're not you know hey hopefully hear an evp and let's try and get an evp and let's stop talking right now that's not what we're doing right and and we never try to get evps it's just sometimes we get those suspect pieces of audio that are in the background of a phone call or something or somebody thinks they heard one of us sure but you know it's not something we are actively seeking out 
what do you feel uh, or how do you feel about the the thought sometimes people say that does listening to the show seem to make it seem like there's more paranormal going on around me is that just because they're more observant to unexplained things i think it really depends on the situation i think a lot of times it's this is of course it's my opinion so i'm not saying it's right or wrong or fact or fiction you guys got an opinion let us know this is just my take on it okay um my take on it is it depends on what's going on with that person i think a lot of times when you talk about anything it makes you more aware of of whatever it is you're talking about you have a conversation about you know spotted cats suddenly you're going to start seeing more spotted cats because they're standing out to you. Um, you know, whatever it may be. Um, same thing with a ghost show. Uh, however, in some cases, and some of the calls that we've had where they have active, dark things going on in their lives, they're calling in to share them. Um, I think it's, it, that could very well stir things up within their own world okay. because it, it's, it's something that's already actively going on within their lives. Um, and it, you know, them calling in is just one of many actions they're probably taking throughout the day that those sort of things are latching onto and using as a conduit, you know, I, you know, the same with like probably using their microwave or turning on their radio or turning on their TV or taking a bath, though, taking a bath, the water, the energy could probably also conjure it up just the same as using a phone to call our show, um, and, and and make others aware of what's going on. So, okay, that's my take on it. It okay. just it depends on the situation. Your thoughts? Oh, I just think it's more the psychological side of it. Like, here's a here's an example. Harper, our youngest, is a redhead. And after we had her, it seemed like every time we turned around, we saw another redhead. Were there more mm. redheads? No, we were just more observant sure. of redheads because. That had suddenly become a huge part of our life. Exactly. So I think it's very much the same kind of thing. Are there more things going on? Not necessarily. You're just Mm -hmm. wondering about more things or you're seeing things that you're like, hmm, that was weird that you may have not paid any attention to before. Sure. Now, what's neat about the show, though, with uh, um, just as a whole of things going on, because we're getting so many more listeners and people are feeling more and more comfortable sharing their stories. I think that that's neat. It's it's not that more things are going on. It's just that there's more of a comfort level, I think, out there for people to share their stories with us on this show. Okay. Than there was in the past because the outlet really didn't exist before. So no. So that's that's a good thing. You had to have one of the um, really recognizable, high-profile hauntings to get on a show. Yeah, and and here it's just calling, share your story, and or you'd or you'd have to wait till Halloween and then hope to get through. Right. And on this show, it's every day you can call in and, and share your story. So, anywho, that's uh, uh, that's uh, yeah. There we go. I'm glad we addressed all of those <laughs> kind yeah. of questions because they actually have been kind of lingering, and folks have been posting them on message boards and whatnot. So, anywho, back to the real ghost stories, shall we? Okay. Let's take another call. Hi. Hi, Tony. Hi, Jenny. This is Erica. I'm from Seattle, Washington, and the story I want to tell you is actually not my own. It's my grandfather's, technically his niece's, but he was the one that told me. So anyway, um, and I, I called earlier, and my phone freaked out on me, and for that, I apologize so much. Um, anyway, I'll just retell everything. 
so his niece Mary told him the story of when his when her daughter was little she was about four in preschool and her name's Keely and every day after preschool Mary would ask Keely well honey how was your day you know like any mother would ask their daughter and um Keely would reply fine mommy my other mother came to me at nap time and rubbed my back and of course Mary thought this is an imaginary friend or something or maybe something a little maybe another worker came in you know to rub her back at during nap time so she just thought it was cute and she let it go on until it happened every day every day Keely would say the same thing my other mother came in to rub my back so finally Mary <laughs> came up and uh asked one of the workers who is going in with the children during nap time and rubbing my daughter's back and the preschool workers kind of look at her funny and she goes and the lady replies ma'am we don't have anybody who stays with the children during nap time we keep an eye on them through the doors because there's a window on the door but um none of us are allowed inside during nap time <laughs> so Mary, when they got home, asked Keely, you know, she goes, honey, what does your other mother look like? And Keely sits there and she goes, she has long fingers, long dark hair, and she's really, really tall. And she doesn't talk to me. And I'm the only one that can see her. And <laughs> when she described that image to my grandfather, he couldn't believe it because he had another niece about 30 years ago, Vicky, who died in a um, tragic motorcycle accident. And he looks at Mary and he goes, we don't have many pictures of Vicky and I doubt that you've seen any. And Mary goes, no, I haven't. What did she look like? And my grandfather goes, she was tall, had long dark hair, and had long fingers. And every time he tells the story he swears up and down that it was Vicky who was in the room with Keely during that time and whether I, I, I believe it was Vicky as well just coming in to say hello and after Keely left that preschool Vicky never showed up again or whoever was visiting her never showed up again um Keely doesn't remember it, but Mary remembers it very well. Um, so that's my story. Um, I love your show. It's nice to be able to talk to people who know what's going on. My whole family is very skeptical, except for my grandfather. So it's nice. I have many other stories um, that I would like to tell you. I actually lived in a haunted house, and I cleaned a haunted house. And I will definitely call back with those stories as well. All righty. Take care, you two. Bye-bye. I want to hear all about the haunted house you live in and the haunted house that you, you go to work in because I love haunted houses. But I would have major issue if my kid came home and said, oh, my other mother came and patted me on the back during nap time. 
You like, think? Nope, I don't think so. I'd have an issue if it was a live person, let alone a ghost. Good grief. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I was like, ma'am, we don't watch the kids during nap time. We go out to the tavern down the road and we get fucked up. No, they geez, <laughs> There's Tony. only so much time we can spend with those little bastards. And <laughs> when they're out, they're out and so are we. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> but we come back when they get up. We just put them in front of Barney while a little bit while we sober up. That was a really good story. Uh, it was. It was really good. I really enjoyed that story. That's, uh, yeah, I think uh, day one, my other mommy comes to. Be <laughs> like, really? Yeah, who is this other You mommy? know what? I had issue when I was working before I met you and I had Olivia with me. And so when she would play baby dolls, her idea of playing baby dolls was taking her baby doll I this. And, and taking it to a teddy bear and saying, okay, here's my baby. I'll be back after work. And then she'd go play toys and then she'd go back to the teddy bear and she'd get the baby doll and she's like, I'm back. I'm picking her up from preschool or whatever. So that's her idea of how to play with a baby doll. To drop off the baby doll at preschool. At preschool. <laughs> that made me feel like mother of the year. I tell you what. I love being a working mom, but that was like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she now uh, knows that, that it's instilled in her that she can be a working mom, too. And she yeah. can have a career and it, she'll turn out okay. Yeah. She just won't know how yeah. to play baby dolls. <laughs> <laughs> With a new baby doll. You never see like the daycare set at the store in the children's aisle. You know, it's yeah. like like there's a McDonald's you can buy. There's you know a little cafe. There's a hospital, but there's still like daycare set for dropping off the dolls. At. <laughs> Have all the French fries you want, but we're not going to get them into the daycare. <laughs> you know? That's interesting. Um, 855-853-4802. Uh, Kenner uh, writes in, uh, Hello, Tony. New listener here. I thought I'd share a personal story for you all to discuss. This particular scenario was actually the climax of about a week's worth of strange occurrences. It took place in an apartment-style suite where I stayed my junior year of college. I'd convinced my uh, suite mate that I had found my an app on my phone that could interpret energy in the surrounding area into text. Of course, in the beginning, I was doing it purely for fun, but things started to get short of strange. Generally, we turn off all the lights around 3 a.m. and pretty much have one-sided conversations with the app running. I don't think we intended on actually getting any real results when we first set out in our shenanigans. I wonder if this is the uh, Ghost Radar app. Kind of what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like yeah. trouble. Uh, it didn't take long before we started getting creative on our approach, though. We began putting solo cups in various positions in the room and then asking what color the cups were uh, or where I was placing them. In one instance, within seconds of me asking what color is the cup on the TV, the answer back was blue, which, of course, had me interested uh, uh, in... interested uh, so since... Uh, it wasn't uh, the usual red solo cup, but in fact, it was truly blue. Being a skeptical believer, I naturally thought the next step was to ask for some physical signs. So one night, my suitmate and I began asking if the spirit could knock over an empty bottle of water uh, on the table. Keep in mind, we are in a very small apartment. All windows are closed. The air conditioning is manually controlled by us, and the table is about 10 feet from where we're sitting on the couch. Unfortunately... After a good amount of time, we decided to give up. Nothing had happened. I'd say we tried at least 30 minutes. Since it had gotten so late, we decided to go to sleep and left the water bottle on the table. 
We had not touched it since the beginning of our session, and until now it had not moved. Both my suitmate and I wear contacts at the bathroom uh, on the bottom floor uh, of our two-floor place. As uh, we were talking, taking out our contacts, together my suitmate turns to me and asks, how strange would it have been if that water bottle fell? Before I could answer, we clearly heard the sound of an empty water bottle hit the table upstairs. I cannot describe the chill that ran down my spine as I processed that we were the only ones there. Of course, when we were upstairs, the bottle had been knocked over. As I said, this app has led me to a few strange happenings, but this one in particular still leaves me clueless. Okay, so that's just the digital version, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, um, of a Ouija board? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Um, It's one of those apps where, you know, it it picks up energy and supposedly translates it into words. Um, Yeah, I think it could be. Okay. I really think it could be. I've seen some ghost investigators use things like that before, too, with the the lights, uh, or not, not... they was using cups and asking, what color is this? And it said blue. But I've seen it where they have different colored lights um, hooked up to a similar type device. Uh, essentially, anything that can gather energy. A phone would work just fine. Um, but it's uh, some other device that essentially just kind of sucks in energy. Okay. Natural energy. You know, it could be really anything. Um, but it's designed for ghosts. Um, and the experiment they did was they had uh, like three different colored lights hooked up to this thing. All of them are out and needs energy to power and show the light. Um, and they say, turn on the blue light. Blue light goes on. Okay, turn on the yellow light. Boom, yellow light goes on. Turn the red light. Red light goes on. All on camera. Um, the device is right there. I mean, sure, could something like that be hoaxed? Yes, definitely. But um, if you believe it, you believe it. Um, the folks who I know who are investigating this and doing that, I know pretty well. Um, my friend Todd was involved with uh, one of those. Um, okay. And they're not... The type of people who are just going to... They're not trying to hoax anything. They're just, you know... they are I think they were genuinely shocked. Because I think they thought nothing was going to happen. Well, Todd's kind of a skeptic anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a... Like I said, it could be hoaxed by anybody. But the folks who I know who are using this, who tried it, and it's not like a friend of a friend of a friend. I saw it happen for them. Yeah. And it worked. And that's pretty creepy. I mean, I suppose it's just as paranormal as... Um, you know, two people putting their fingers on the planchette and it moving around on a Ouija board. Something's sure. moving it, not the people. That takes some energy right there. Same energy as turning on a colored light bulb. So okay. I'd almost think it would be more difficult moving a planchette around, although you're probably just using the energy of the two people if you're the ghost or the entity or whatever the hell it is. Sure. So, anyway. Okay. Interesting. Thanks for that letter. 855-853-4802. If you have a real ghost story you would like to share with us. If you're not an EPP yet, please become one. We put out those bonus episodes every single week. You get it uh, in the email. And then you also get the uh, the back episodes as well. And so far, um, uh, this uh, there's going to be three episodes. So you'll get all three uh, when you become an EPP the uh, the next time the uh, the email comes out. Actually, it'll be four uh, at that time uh, if you sign up right now because the next one that comes out you'll be you know, getting that uh, that bonus episode so 
Uh, check that out. Uh, EPP is only five bucks a month. Get the bonus episodes and a whole bunch of other extra stuff. We uh, help you out. Uh, we, we give you for you helping us out and keeping this show alive with your five dollar per month donation. 855-853-4802 is the phone number. Hi. Hi, my name is uh, Jeremiah. Come calling out of uh, Sunnyvale, California. And I just wanted to make a comment about the stage. Um, me, myself, I see a lot of paranormal activity, I guess you could say. I see a lot of ghosts. I've seen a lot of family members that passed away and stuff like that. And my, my grandma, we are, um, we come from the, um, from Mexico. And my grandma, she, um, she used the, the stage to, to bless the house. So what she would do is she would go around with the sage smoking and um, say a prayer in every room. She would bless every corner of the house, every corner of the room, and she would say a prayer. And um, ever since then, she would do it, like I say, every, probably every once a week. And um, when a family member would pass away or she would do it and she said it just clears the house of any bad spirits or of anything bad and in, in the house or just anything bad that it would clear it would clear it out and it seemed to have worked but myself personally i see a lot of a lot of spirits i've, I've witnessed a lot of stuff i've i've seen a lot of stuff that freaked me out and you know back when i was a kid Nowadays, I I see stuff on on the regular, and, and it's really nothing to me. But yeah, I just wanted to make the comment on the sage um, of what we used it for, and um, I want to thank you guys, Tony and Jenny, for this show because now I know that there's people out there like me that see stuff and they're not not afraid to call in and tell you guys and get that weird look that we're you know that we're weird that we're not you know not all the way there i'm a new listener i've been listening for about a week week or so and i just want to say thank you guys you know you guys i listen every day i wait every day for you guys' episode i just want to say thank you guys um for the for these shows and for believing in us and you know not judging us like other people would but yeah so um Hope I hope I hear this on on the air. Uh, thank you again, guys, and and um, much love, and keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys are both great. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Well, thank you for calling and weighing in on the sage. And, you know, it sounds like if you're still having a lot of experiences, I want to hear about them. I want you to call in and, you know, tell us your first experience and then tell us your most recent experience and fill in in between. We want to hear all of those stories. Yeah, we would absolutely love to hear it. The phone number to do that is 855-853-4802, 855-853-4802. What if you smoke sage? I, I don't Smudged even know. your insides, essentially. Wow. <laughs> you Ricky and julian did. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to be helpful. Would it? I don't think so. Hmm. Here's my thought process. You know, what if you feel you have something that's following you or something that's that's taken residence in you? Would smoking the sage help get it out? Because you use it. The people use it in environments to clean it out. Yeah. What if you feel it's something within you? 
Could you smoke the sage? I don't know. Why don't you smoke some sage and fill us in on how I that goes? I don't smoke anything. I so. know you don't, but just just see how that goes I'm for just you. putting it out there. I know. Maybe because I've watched nine episodes of Trailer Park Boys in the last 48 hours. I don't know. But that came to mind. And I'm curious. I'm, I'm asking as a, you know, as a Tony Smartass question, but as a legitimate question as well. Is it some... I mean, maybe it's done in cultures. Maybe... I could see it being done in, in uh, Native American culture. I mean, there's a lot of different herbs and things that, that they do smoke, um, you know, for ritualistic purposes and for spiritual purposes. Um, I wonder if sage is one of them. I'm legitimately asking. We have a lot of uh, listeners of that background. Fill me in. I'd really be curious if sage is one of those things that you could smoke to, okay. to do just that, to try and, I don't know, rid yourself. I don't know. I'm throwing I, it out okay. there. Okay. Just saying. It's not a crazy question. No, okay, just saying. If that were a proven method, I bet you we would have heard about it by now. What if we just came up with a brand new method? Wow, another good demon away type of method for you. (laughs) Someone's going to like inevitably send me a link to like sage cigarettes. Oh, yeah. And yeah, do those exist? I I don't know. I haven't Googled that. New Sage, Swishler Sweets, 855-853-4802 to call in with your real ghost story. Hey, Tony, really big fan of the show and big kudos to your wife. My story didn't really happen to me, but uh, to what used to be a friend of mine. To understand what happened to him, we have to look into the origin of the story. About a year and a half ago, I had gone uh, to a Mexican flea market. Seeing that a Mexican, I came upon a newsstand that sold antique firearms. Being a gunsmith and having possession of a pre-Vietnam War firearm, I instantly fell in love with the stand. Approaching the stand, there was one gun that I was strongly connected to. It was a Colt 45 single action, my army revolver with an engraved uh, image of St. Michael on the hand with a gold outline. Upon inspecting the gun, the elder uh, stand clerk told me that the gun was special. He said that in Spanish, the gun is called the witch's curse and that it only fires to people with a kind heart and soul of pure good. He said that the gun kills evil with every pull of the trigger, even when there's no bullets in the cylinder. I pretend to pay attention in order to not hurt the old man's feeling when I was way too interested in the gun. I asked him how much he wanted for the gun, but he told me that the gun uh, told him to give it to me for free, and so he did. I thought it was a scam at first, but even though it was broken, I could easily fix it. I told him thank you in the most generous way. God bless him, and I finally went home. I made a gun rack specifically for it and hooked it into my bedroom wall. After that, there was always good energy in my house, no matter what day it was. About a year later, I invited a friend to my house just to hang out. This is where the story begins. Before he left, my friend told me if I could get him his, uh, his phone from the kitchen while he stayed in my room. While retrieving his phone, he quickly took it from my hands and rushed out the door and said, All right, see you, man, and shut the door before I said anything back. While going back into my room, I looked around to kill time and finally noticed the gun was gone. He had stolen it. I would have to say that my anger was like the Disney movie Hercules when uh, Hades sees uh, his minions with Hercules merchandise. Uh, It was about a month later while I was watching TV, I heard the doorbell ring frantically. And as I opened the door, it happened to be the friend who stole my gun from me. 
He was shaking so violently pale as paper and looked like he hadn't slept in months. He forces my stolen gun into my arms and he says, uh, How can you live with this thing in your house? I invited him in and as I went into my room to put the gun back, I came back to the living room and he told me to tell me what had happened. He told me after he took it, he put bullets in the gun and went to do a drive-by shooting. Upon approaching his target, he pointed the gun, but for every pull of the trigger, no bullet was fired. Later that day, he set the gun, the gun down on top of his cabinet and went to sleep. He said for two weeks straight, he kept having nightmares about a shadow figure taking the gun and shooting itself. For a third week, he said the figure was physically in his room while he was awake, and at about the fourth week, the figure transformed into my friend shooting himself. While hearing this, my heart felt like it stopped, and finally he told me that on his way to my house, walking with the gun, he felt that halfway to my house, time had literally stopped, and that he heard screaming coming from behind him, followed by gunshots. But the scream sounded like demonic creatures crying for help, and as he looked back, my friend saw nothing but a man in a mobster clothing with my facial features shooting the gun at him while he still heard the screams and gunshots when he had the gun in his hand. My friend finally decided to run to my house, and that's when he felt time start again. And as he reached my house, the noise finally stopped. I've tried many attempts to photograph the gun, but every time I try, something goes wrong with the picture. Two weeks later, my friend was killed by a rival gang member. I'm not a gang member myself. I knew my friend from high school. That's my story. Thank you for having the tweet, and I hope you have a nice day. Jenny Cooper. That is amazing. What do you think of that? It's pretty messed up. Yeah, I would be very leery when the uh, the old man at the gun store, take the gun, it's said to be given to you. Yeah, I would be leery. I'd be like, okay, how many gun? How many people has this gun killed? And, you know, is it going to be traced back to me? But it sounds like she obviously knew what she was doing as far as guns go. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like she knows what she's doing with guns. My thought would be if someone's trying to give me a gun as it was involved, involved in a crime mm-hmm. and that uh, there's some sort of, you know, trace on this gun that uh, <laughs> the gun owner didn't want it in a store. Sure. You know, but... Uh, yeah, that's a very interesting story. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like... God, I don't know. I don't know if I still want that gun in my house. And it sounds like she still has it in the house. Yeah, that's what I want to know. She still have it. No. Thanks for writing in. We really do appreciate it. 855-853-4802. 855-853-4802 to call in with your real ghost story. Hi. Hi, Tony and Jenny. This is Mary. Um, I've called in before, and you thought you heard an EVP when I called. Um, let me try to think what I was talking about, so you could figure out who I am. Um, I was talking about the little demon, I don't know, shadow person thing that crawls around on my floor, and I was talking about my stepbrother who had gotten in a car accident, or a motorcycle accident, and, um... He came to me after he had died. And you guys were telling me that, like, it's my depression and things could attach itself to that. And um, I'm also in recovery from drugs and alcohol, so that could have something to do with it as well. But um, I wanted to let you know that I 
was sitting still in my car. The car was turned off and I wasn't moving. It wasn't rustling with anything. I did take a breath, but before the breath that I took, um, there was some rustling in the call and I certainly wasn't rustling. So, um, I've been really freaked out and like I didn't want to call because I've been scared. And, um, my grandma just bought, like, for my birthday this year, my birthday was in July. She, I've been practicing reading tarot cards and she finally got me my own deck. And with my deck, she got me a, a box to put everything in. And it's this box that's been in our family for years. And along with the box, I got a glove that my great grandmother wore um, a long time ago before she died and now she just passed two Januarys ago. And um, my dog's been with, well, okay, there's some other stuff in the box from other family members that have passed away. I'm trying to get to the point, but I'm really terrible at that, so bear with me. Um, so my dog's been barking at this box since I got it. And it's now September and it's like, I guess two or three months later and he's still barking at the box in the general area that the box is and it's random I looked around to see like okay well what's he barking at and it seems like he's just barking at the box and when I bring the tarot cards out he like hides and um, kind of freaked me out and I I feel like there's something attached to me and I, I don't know what to do exactly. I find myself getting really angry when I hear the demonologist call. And you guys like really like him. And I don't understand what it is about him that gets to me. And I wonder if there's something dark attached to me and the darkness doesn't like the light that Joe brings to the show or am I crazy? Like, I don't know what to do anymore. And um, your show really helped me a lot. Just you guys being there for me to listen to every day. I work on a farm and I drive a tractor for eight and a half hours a day. So I listen to your show religiously for eight and a half hours. I like listen to the new episodes and then I go back and listen to the old episodes. And as I was listening to the episodes, I heard an EVP on my call and other people said they heard an EVP on my call. and. I've been feeling something there for a long time and it seems like as time goes on I get more and more depressed and more and more isolated from the people around me and I feel like there's something there and sometimes I see the little black figure crawling around on my ground on the floor like at night time and I'm waking up at like 3 a.m. every night and things move and I tell myself, okay, well, it's not there. I'm crazy. I must be schizophrenic. I should check myself into a mental institution because it's happening. But the more I listen to your show, the more I feel like it's happening. And I just want to get back to feeling like myself again. And as each day goes on, I feel less and less like myself. And I feel more and more detached from the people who love me and care about me. And I continue to push them away. It's not my will. That's not what I want to do. But for some reason, I continue to do it. And 
I continue to hate the things that are good for me. Um, if you have any suggestions, just reach out. That'd be cool. Thanks for everything you do. Um, I don't know if I'm running out of time or not, but if I am, whatever. Um, my grandma has been seeing my great-grandmother with her leg put on backwards. And, I mean, one time her head wasn't on, and sometimes she's not wearing the things she's supposed to be wearing. And I've heard on the show that when you see family members like that, it might not really be your family member. And I wonder if that has some connection to what's going on with me, because me and my grandmother were empaths. I believe we're empaths. And we feel each other's feelings and emotions and physical pain. And we're very, very close. And the call cuts out. Okay. You go first. All right. Here's my thoughts. Um, and this is not clinical advice. This is just my opinion. So take it at your own risk. Um, number one, um, I think the best thing to do, and there's a couple things to this, because I don't think there's a uh, one foolproof thing you're going to do that's going to kind of change things for you. Uh, seek real medical help, psychological medical help. Talk to a therapist. Um, and get that going if you're not already. I think that's just going to help you with the relationships and the issues there because that's something you need to uh, attack you know, right away and be aware of it. It sounds like you are aware of it, but you're going to need to figure out ways um, uh, on your own free will to help strengthen those relationships so those can be positive things for you. Because if this is something dark and demonic that's going after you, it's going to keep trying to chip that away and keep making you more and more isolated and more and more sad and more and more depressed. If you can willingly work towards being a happier person and the relationships are probably a big part of that um having that therapist having that help uh helping you see other ways of looking at things and getting there is going to be crucial for your plight here um on top of that stop with the tarot cards i i understand it's been in your family i understand it's you know an heirloom type thing that's not a good thing i've never heard a whole lot good come out of those um, and there'll be plenty of people who will argue that and say, oh, no, it's fine. You don't understand it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's fine. That's your opinion. My opinion is it's not a good thing. It's like a Ouija board. It's, it, 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 you know, for every one good thing that could come out of it, there's probably nine bad that will make itself known to you. And if you already feel like you have something dark attached to you, um, that's probably just going to continue to invite more dark things in or continue to increase the level of whatever it is that's with you to get worse and worse and worse. So I would get rid of those really as quickly as possible and stop using them because I don't think that that is going to help you in any way, shape or form. Um, and what you said about your grandmother seeing a slightly different version of your great-grandmother in the mirror, yeah. That's typically when you hear those sort of things, it's usually some sort of a demonic uh, spirit or some sort trying to mimic uh, a comforting figure um, so you will communicate with it and uh, bring it in. For whatever reason, this is what the stories are. Again, this is just based on stories and experiences of what I've heard. Um, is that it can mimic pretty good uh, the the likeness of another person, um, but there's usually something slightly off about it. 
And when that's the case, it's not the image. It's not the great-grandmother. It is something dark that's trying to make your grandmother think she's communicating with her mother. Um, If it's related to what you're seeing or doing, I don't know. Could very well be. Uh, But those are the two things I would take action on immediately. Get some help for you outside of the ghost thing, outside of the dark entities and everything that's going on there. You mentally, as a person, need that for your your own good. I suggested the same thing for Rick, um, that they get some sort of counseling, some sort of good going on there to try and mend those relationships. That's number one. Number two, stop with the tarot cards. That's not going to help you. Again, my opinion. Jenny Bruski. Okay, I completely agree with um, the seeing a counselor. And, and in no way are we saying that we think you are crazy. Because I don't think you're making any of it up. No. No, or anything. We're just saying that is one of your first lines of defense against whatever paranormal is going on is to go ahead and try and get your mind in a much more positive spot. That being said, you said something to me or said something in your call that um, I want to just address briefly. Um if there's something demonic attached to you, it's going to do whatever it can to destroy you. So I want you to do whatever you can to be strong and resist the temptation. And I think you know what I mean by that. Um, whenever you get the urge, call somebody, do something else. But the counselor will also help with that as well. And I think she and I know what we're, we're talking about there. Um, other than that, I completely agree with what you said, and I don't have anything else to add. Okay. But, yeah, seriously, do you know get some help. And in no means are we saying you're crazy or anything like that, but you've gone through some rough stuff, and you need to be in the right mindset to deal with it. And you are now officially on my radar, so I expect to hear back from you. <laughs> I do. I want checkups. 855-853-4802 is a phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online. If you'd like to uh, give any advice to uh, to her, feel free to do it. We have that forum section uh, where you can do that as well. And I do want to address the um, uh, uh, what we had talked about. Uh, where she, there was an EVP on her call right. in the past. Um, we did hear that um, on a previous call. Um, and I believe what was said was that uh, she was in a car, so it kind of sounded like it was uh, a truck driving by. Because mm-hmm. she, she flat out said she was calling from in her car. Um, and we just kind of wrote it off. Right. Because I took a listen to it. There were some folks on YouTube that mentioned there's something weird in that set sound there. And it did. It sounded just like a truck driving by. And if you're in your car, very logical thought. Right. And so I thought nothing more of it. And she's telling us that there was nothing around there. Okay. Well, then maybe it was an EVP. Um, I'd like to know where she was parked. You know, I mean, if she was, in fact, by a road, it's easy for a vehicle to drive by. And if you're engaged in a call to not notice it. Right. I, I still think it could have been something that she simply just did not notice was going by, but I don't know. Right. It's 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 really kind of hard to tell on that one, uh, but there is something not good going on there. So again, eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two to call in with your real ghost stories here at Real Ghost. Excuse me, Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a uh, another call here. Hi. 
Hi, Tony and Jen. I listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting to work. I love it. Um, my name is Ann. I'm 57 years old, and I've had 52 years of paranormal activity. Everything from seven years of uh, streetlight phenomenon, which is very real and very interesting phenomenon. Five years of poltergeist, which I have a problem with the word poltergeist. Um, that's for another phone call. I have tons of stories to tell. Some I'm writing books about, so I won't uh, tell you those. Um, but the reason I'm calling is to offer maybe um, a new way of looking at things. Um, I had one entity that attached itself to me for 20-some years that caused so much havoc on a daily basis in my life. It was un I don't know how I, I honestly survived that. And the way I got rid of it, it took, you know, decades to figure this out. And I'm hoping that this will help others. If you think of the, um, our universe dimension as dimension one, and you think of the um, afterlife as dimension two, and you think of it all as a big board with a bunch of light bulbs on it and a wall in the middle. Now, some of the light bulbs are on on both sides and some aren't. Why? Because they're energy fields. They, that's how you see them, and that's how they see you, is your energy field. Uh, shame on the medical um, uh, profession for not explaining to people that they are uh, have an electrical system in their body, and it emits what people call an aura or an energy field around you, and that's what they see. You can change how what the idea is to dim your bulb. You don't want them to see you. So... And this is what's worked for me. Um, so, um, and the way that you do that, control your energy field is through your emotions. And how you control your emotions is through your thoughts, which is just basic psychology 101. So if you think of it this way, think of it this way, just give this a shot. God created them, the evil, the Satan. He created all of it. I defy anyone to show me any evidence otherwise. He even says in the Bible, he created these things, okay? So they're creations of God, just like you are. They have a purpose. Why would God create these evil things? Well, because you can't have up without down. You can't have dark without light. You can't have good without evil. They have a purpose, okay? And once you understand that, it seems to lessen the, the shining of your bulb. And the more you can come to terms with it, I'm actually grateful to them for playing their part for God in every evil and horrible thing I ever experienced. I just you, turn it around as proof of God, proof of good. Um, if you are experiencing evil, that has to be a proof to you that there's good, that there's the opposite, because there is. That's just a paradigm of our, our a paradox of our reality that we cannot escape. Um, and that's a fact, uh, you, you know. So I approached it as, you know, thank you for your part in God's plan. And But you have no right into my life anymore, into my world. Um, and you do have to verbally say these things. Words are vibrations and energies, too. You do have to verbally tell them. And, and once, once they your bulb is dim they won't come back and that has worked for me i am sensitive i still um commune or have communication with the other side but nothing ne negative uh, ever since that 
that occurred for me. And um, I'm just, you have to tone down the fear. You can't be afraid. You have to understand um, you're a creation of God too. And you do, you don't need sage. You don't need shamans. You don't need a priest. You don't need ghost hunters. You don't need anybody. God gave you everything that you need. And so use it. So that's what I have to say, and I hope it doesn't blow everybody's mind. I hope I got that out and makes sense. Um, I will call back with some of my stories sometimes. Um, I have written a book, One Beautiful Summer Day, on Kindle, um, and I will be writing some more. And thank you so much for taking my call. Thanks, Tony Jan. Thank you for your call, and I would love to hear more about the stories that you can share, because I I realize you don't want to do the spoiler alert with the ones in your books, but we want to hear some of your stories. It sounds like you have had a lot of things you can tell us about, and thank you for your insight into how to battle things like that. Yeah, it really gives you something to think about. So uh, thank you for the call and and sharing your thoughts on uh, the subject that we talk about every single day here at Real Ghost Stories Online. 855-853-4802 is a phone number. Hi. Hey, guys. I really love your show. And my name is Alyssa, and I'm calling from Georgia. And I wanted to just um, tell you one of many of the incidents that I've had. Um, this has happened about... 12 years ago, um, I was going to visit, at the time, my husband, who was working at a funeral home, and so um, I used to frequently just kind of pop in and see what was going on and say hey to him, and when I did, I arrived and I didn't see him, you know, in the offices, so I just kind of went into the embalming room uh, where he was, and to my horror, he was actually embalming a little boy who was the same age as my son. And it was very upsetting. And I just, it it just really shook me up. Um, the little boy had been hit by a car and he had a lot of bruises and scrapes. And so it just upset me really bad. Um, I have always been able to see older people, but children really is something hard to see. So, you know, I went through the day, um, you know, I visited with him, I left, uh, finished, you know, doing what I was doing. Later on that night, um, I was at home, I actually had fallen asleep, and I got up about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I went into my kitchen to get a drink of water, and I flipped my light switch on, and the little boy was standing right across, like directly in my eye path across from me, right at my kitchen table. And he was standing there, and he was just looking straight at me, and he was not bruised and cut up, and he didn't have any scrapes. He was just perfect again. And he didn't say anything, but he, in my mind, he was saying, please don't worry about me, I'm okay. And I really did a double take, and I really wanted to be sure I saw what I thought I saw. And, you know, I just continued to watch him, and after he made sure that I knew he was okay, he just dissipated right in front of my eyes. So that is one of my stories, and um, just want to let you know I love your show. Have a great day. That's creepy. Yeah, but I think he could. I think 
I think he realized how upset she was by seeing him, and he wanted to make sure she was okay. Because you know how little kids are. They want to make sure you're okay, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're caring. They're they naturally are. caring people. They are. So, yeah, I could see that where if he was present where he realized that she saw him and essentially in the only way a ghost really could as best as you could would be trying to comfort saying look see I'm not like this anymore I'm okay yeah that's interesting wow thank you for the call and the story we really do appreciate that 855-853-4802 one more quick call before we wrap up the show for today hi hi I usually listen to your podcast at work you know it makes my boring day go by faster. In any case, you had just mentioned about twins and the odd connection that they have, and it made me decide I'll go ahead and call in and tell her story. Uh, when my grandma was little, her two aunts were twins. One went on to get married. The other one was still living at home with her parents on the farm. And when they got married, her husband was very abusive and they could never truly prove that he murdered her, but in the end, that's where everyone believes that's what happened but in any case my grandma was staying over at the family farm with the cousin that wasn't married and she said that that cousin started running around all over the farm screaming she smelled smoke she felt really warm where's the smoke coming from she had everybody running around looking for this fire they thought maybe the barn was on fire maybe one of the fields there was no fire anywhere and they found out later on that evening that the other cousin, the twin, that was married was death. Um, her twin was running around screaming that she smelled smoke. It's believed that the abusive husband locked her in the room, filled it with gasoline, and lit it on fire. Uh, when they did find her, she was locked in a bedroom, and they believed that the other twin smelling the smoke was actually that connection she had with her twin sister. So it really is there. That's my story. Thank you for calling in and sharing. Wow. I believe it. I do too. Yeah. There's there's a lot of really bizarre stories about twins and their connections and being different places around the world and yeah. And it's it's interesting. Well they share so much of that DNA they yeah. have to be like that. There's yeah, there's so many connections that we can have with people that we're unaware unaware of. You know, until they make themselves known, and even then we go, we don't believe it. You know, it's it's constant. I don't know, you know. Yeah. But it's there. You know, it's it's that intuition. Yeah. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is a phone number to call in with your real ghost story. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two. If you've not become an EPP yet and you enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you did. We try and put the show out for free as often as we can. And uh, your $5 a month donation goes a long way to uh, continuing to make that a reality. Without uh, the generosity of our EPPs, we could not be doing this show. So if you like the show, you listen frequently, please do become one. It's only 5 bucks a month, or you can do 10 or 15 It's up to you, whatever you think the show is worth to you. And uh, you subscribe and do that uh, through realghoststoriesonline.com. Click on the Become an EPP. We'll give you a bonus episode every single week for doing that. Quakes to about 52 extra episodes a year just as a thank you for uh, for your generosity there. So check that out, realghoststoriesonline.com. So until next time, for Jenny Bruschi, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>